I'm Matt Mack and this is Bloody Mavericks. Phenomenal guest, personal trainer, owner of Stronger with Ninette, <laughs> gold medalist of national powerlifting competition, ranked 20th in the whole world, <laughs> starting the new clothing business, <laughs> Va Vava. Mm -hmm. uh, hi. Komusta kana? Mabute. Oh. <laughs> Very good, Matt. Ninette Longsworth. Pleasure yeah. having you here, Ninette. Thank you. Nice um, to be here. I'm excited. First time doing this kind of thing. So. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, so I think uh, not to overdo, we're going to dig in into my preliminary uh, blind guess mm -hmm. towards uh, your background and the culture that you grew up with, okay. which is uh, Filipino. Mm -hmm. You've been born here, correct? I was born in the Philippines. Philippines, yep. where exactly? San Pablo City, Quezon is a province. All right, and when, when did you, with your parents, when did you come here? How old were you? I was four, 16. Okay. 72, <laughs> 1972. Amazing. and. Full, full on Canadian right uh, now, all the life, right? 51 years I've been living in Canada, so I would still, yeah, I would consider myself very Canadian. Oh, I've yeah. been to the Philippines about five times. Okay. I would visit family and relatives there, so I'm pretty uh, aware of the culture and I can speak a little bit. Mm -hmm. I completely understand. Mm -hmm. Um, but it takes a while to have a conversation. Adjust to uh, yeah, the language. And, gather my sentences yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. it's I have to think about it it's it's always like that I even uh, I even think about my Norwegian or whether my my Russian it's mm. so rusty that if yeah. I even if I go and I will understand but mm -hmm. then getting into trenches to speak it again it's a completely yeah, different yeah. story right yeah for sure um, there's one one summer i went there for about six weeks and by the end of it i was pretty good at speaking hmm. um still yeah rusty but it was so much better than when i <laughs> arrived oh yes for sure I was, and i was younger too <laughs> so uh, do you use it right now when speaking to the family no. any of the relatives here no so i married um a belizean Mm. man so he he actually is very canadian himself he came here yeah. when he was a baby so he and belizeans speak english yeah um they have a an accent um but it, it's english and spanish is their spe uh, second language yeah. so anyway we didn't speak tagalog in, in my household i didn't raise my kids uh, speaking and mm -hmm. i couldn't barely speak it myself they are upset at me <laughs> because i didn't teach them so they always say mom why did you not teach us i'm so upset oh, really? um because uh you know it's they're, they're always so you know they have filipino friends or, or people around them and they they they, they can't speak so they're they're yeah. a little bit disappointed in me <laughs> yeah is it was it hard growing up like mm -hmm. uh, were when where you were growing up over here Mm, your family was around Filipino community was it yeah they, they did um, they had Filipino um, like prayer groups and mm -hmm. and a community that they would um, you know 
meet once a week or something like that. I remember uh, going to that, especially with my grandmother. I used to be um, always with my grandmother, and she had like a seniors group of just Filipino um, parents. They Mm. called it a Filipino Parents Association. I remember that. (laughs) So I would be with my grandmother um, some Sundays. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was in the 70s too, so it was kind of nice that, you know, even back then, they had that. Yeah, for sure. It's I think uh, nowadays is less more less of it than it was oh, before. Oh, maybe. Right. I think back in back in the day, people didn't have internet. Mm-hmm. There was no texting, not no cell phones. Right. So the interpersonal relation was everything. Right. Yeah. You, you wrote letters. That's for it. sure. Oh, oh yeah. Telegrams. I remember writing letters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to write letters to my grandmother in the Philippines. Wow. Because I was very, very close to her. She was like, basically like my mom. Because mm. my, my mom was busy. So when we first came to Canada, my parents were new immigrants they my mom went back to school Mm. um and busy raising five kids so there's five of us so it was mostly my grandmother raising us that's why i was saying like me and my grandmother would be very close and when she'd go back to the philippines she'd go back and forth we'd be writing letters back to the writing letters part (laughs) so your grandmother came with uh, your parents and you guys yeah i think even earlier i think my grandparents like so my mom came from a family of 12 kids Mm. and um Maybe half of them moved to the U.S. and Canada in the 70s. Okay. Like, um, and I think somewhere in there, my grandmother uh, immigrated as well. Was let's around that time. We're gonna dive in. Mm. I want to talk about it, but let's <laughs> let's grab some because it's still oh my warm. Goodness. Uh, so let me. Let's... Are you able to tell us what we have here? Yes, I am. Okay. I've got a couple names because I was like, I'm not going to remember that. Tell me what we have here. Okay. So we have pancet, mm-hmm. which are noodles. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They mix a little bit of vegetables. I was just telling you earlier that I'm not a big fan of uh, Filipino food just because they don't eat a lot of vegetables or That's they right. or we don't eat a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Um, uh, so pancet, mm-hmm. uh, langonisa. Langonisa is, um, it's like pork sausage. Yeah, the red one, right? Yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to knock the Filipino. <laughs> Co- you know, the diet, I'm a personal trainer, I mean, yeah. eat healthy, I eat a lot of vegetables. And you, but um, I find it very processed, there's a lot of sugar in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and okay. a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and there's just, uh, I, I, anyway, it's delicious <laughs> it's so good you you know you could eat it maybe once in a while but yep. yeah that's langonisa and the other one is uh barbecue pork yep uh on a stick mm-hmm. that's pork right it's not uh, yeah, chicken yeah mo- mostly pork is what mm-hmm. they uh filipino pork diet skewers, is. Right? yeah pork skewers mm-hmm. and we've got the soup as well oh right? the soup let me take a look at the soup can i use oh yeah yeah go ahead that's time. that's yours so okay <laughs> Oh, I love this. This is good. This is healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this soup is called balatong. Mm. Um, it's a, it's actually a bean soup. Yep, it is. It's a lentil. It's kind of like a, a lentil That's soup. That's right. And they put, um, and we put, I keep saying they. <laughs> you are more my, Canadian I know. than... <laughs> so my second marriage, um, I was married to a, a Polish guy. Mm. And he used to call me a fake Filipino. <laughs> <So>. Really? <laughs> 
Wow. You're a fake Filipina. You don't know what. Anyway, um, we put uh, spinach, mm-hmm. and, and this is a spinach lentil soup. It's very good. With um, dig in then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hmm. It's nice. It's tasty. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Mm. There's a little bit of garlic. Um, it's completely different to mm-hmm. what I'm used to. Yeah, and lentil soup wise. They, mm. And we put um like I keep saying they we put mm-hmm. um like a shrimp. There's these little shrimp um little shrimps mm-hmm. that my mom used to put in this soup that would give it that flavor. Like it's it's do you find it a little bit like yeah. a seafoody? That's right. Taste? Yes, yeah. it's nice. It's so. Mm. Mm, this is this is healthy. Like I find. Yeah. So here's our vegetables <laughs> and lentils. I'm wondering, since you are a personal trainer and Mm -hmm. you take care of the food and what you Mm -hmm. eat, what you put into Mm -hmm. your body, Mm -hmm. I want to ask what you mean by the this food not necessarily being super healthy in Mm -hmm. a way because I see mostly meat, Mm -hmm. Um, sausages. Obviously, with sausages, they can put anything Anything in it. Anything they want, yeah. So that's that's hard to say, but skewers for me quite straightforward. Yeah. The um, how would you call the um, the, fir- the first the uh, first pan set? Yeah, pan set. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a little bit different as well. It's like it is uh, rice noodles. Yeah, rice noodles mostly. Mm. Rice noodles mostly, yeah. Um, carbs. That's why it's yeah, unhealthy. Yeah, carbs. Also, see, when you cook that, it's um, a lot of the, you know, the seasoning. Mm. Sometimes they even put MSG. Like a lot of things that mm. add flavor to the dish okay. to make it delicious. Mm-hmm. A lot of sodium, too. and all okay. the, I get It's not that. really nutrient-dense. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Um, the, bar, the skewers are okay. Yeah, they're... It's lean meat, but again, um, the seasoning, the marinade, tons of sugar. I I remember really? the recipe, like a half a cup of sugar, and you just put, wow. you just marinate it. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Will you try or will you? Not? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I can never say no to food. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I made a faux pas here and uh, and yeah. kind of when yeah, because I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. I don't know Filipino food. This is the first one for me, so yeah, yeah. Go oh, this ahead. is the first time you've right? first time. Yeah. Oh, nice. What well, did you like the soup from that? I loved it. Yeah. It's amazing. Soup is really good, and mm-hmm. if you are saying it's healthy, then uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna reach over. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Use my fork. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, Have one of these. It's funny to. To see that every culture have a little bit different thing and they try like there are a lot of similarities but in the same mm-hmm. time the 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 food is different right mm. because as you say the marinade is the 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 how they mm-hmm. how they marinate the 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 meat or or leave it yeah right come over here Mm. Make a mess here, I think. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. The the longanisa I love to not that I love the, the one when I do get it I get the spicy oh, yeah? one so it's nice. They're both good. This one's on the sweeter side. You'll mm. you'll notice it's sweet. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, mm. but you know, it reminds me of the Chinese. Um, there's this Chinese barbecue pork. It's mm -hmm. a very similar flavor because they put a lot of sugar in it. If you go to the Chinatown, they have um, the barbecue pork. That's true. It doesn't. It, it kind of reminds me of that mm. as well. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Those are good. There's a, the um, the thicker ones are egg noodle, I believe. Oh. So it's not all rice noodle. So you've got some protein in it as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But. And they are not too sweet. Mm, sorry. Unless, I'm trying to eat around the microphone. <laughs> yeah, you can move it to the front if you want. Just the, push, it, push it forward. Oh, like this. Yeah. This way? Yeah. Okay. But then, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. We're going, uh, <laughs> they are picking up pretty much, mm -hmm. uh, pretty good. So, um, so you are saying these noodles are actually sweet because I mm. after after the pork they don't seem really yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the noodles aren't that sweet. Mm. It's it's just the meat part. Like the mm. I haven't tried the barbecue pork yet though. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know if um, any other cultures do make this kind of lentil soup the way I want to almost say Indian not this way not this way so Filipino food even like the Filipino culture altogether is mm. such a um, mosaic or like a, mm -hmm. a mixture of so many different cultures so we we were influenced by like the spaniards the, that's right the well they say dutch i don't know where it, it's in, in our food but um <laughs> also like yeah chinese japanese korean yeah so there's a really all the big... nations we're going through mm -hmm. right? <laughs> hopefully uh americans didn't spoil mm -hmm. the food as well because <laughs> there was a time where americans Sorry. were there as well right Sorry. in philippines Sorry, I just there's no a worries. big piece of fat. Oh yeah, and I don't <laughs> fat in my meat. Anyway, mm -hmm. I had to take that out. I get that. No worries. Mm -hmm. So uh, the skewer is nice. It's again on the little bit of sweeter side, but it has that nice barbecue mm -hmm. uh, flavor, which is very tasty. So yeah, there's not really. Um, there's a dish called adobo, and I, f I find that that's very, I think that's a, a Latin, a Span it's definitely influenced by mm. Spanish culture. Um, and then uh, the noodles, the Asian, so it's just a um, mixture of a um, wide range of um, culture, uh, countries. Yeah, and food from different mm -hmm, regions, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, you've got the Filipino mix to it, how, how you guys do it out there, and is it any anything from this resembles uh, what you ate 
back in Philippines? Is it really Yeah, yeah, similar? it's pretty very, it's very authentic. Yeah, it's very similar. Mm. Yeah, you would definitely eat that. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know what you mean. When you come to Canada, they almost Americanize it. Or, exactly. Or they kind of water it down. They don't make it as... That's right. No, it's very, it's pretty much the same. That's mm-hmm. what I... For you instance, understand? yeah, I, I noticed that a lot, especially with Japanese mm. food. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not so in, like mm-hmm. flavorful and really? intensive. Even like you're gonna compare mm-hmm. having fish in Japan than yeah. having uh, fro- straight from market going to the sushi mm-hmm. sushi place than the one that are ma- made here. Like yeah. even it's so different. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that uh, most of the makis and California rolls, mm-hmm. this is all made here. Wow. It, in Japan, you cannot find California rolls or oh anything goodness. like that, right? So, I had a client that came back from a trip to, to Japan and mm. he said that you know, he can't even eat <laughs> Japanese food yeah. in Toronto anymore. Yeah. He was just so spoiled. Like it was so good that That's nothing true. compares. So I know what you. Mean. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, um, trying this this food. You said it's uh, kind of similar or really resembles what what you can eat uh, mm-hmm. in generally in Filipino's cuisine. Yes. And I wanted to to ask you. On when when you were growing up, were mm. there any specific dishes that you remember that your parents made or your grandmother mm. that uh, you ra- raised with mm. this that I really enjoyed and I really loved, or anything mm. specific that is mm. that was in your like in your household every week or mm. every other week? Okay, I got one. <laughs> so there's a, a dish called sinigang. Mm-hmm. It's um, made out of tamarind. Okay. Have you had yeah. tamarind? So it's a yeah. tamarind um, fruit. fruit. It's yeah. a fruit, I think. Yeah. That's right. So it's a tamarind-based soup. Ooh. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Sweet you as know well, what I, I think. It's, it's, it, I shouldn't say it's so good. My kids really love it. So I mm-hmm. even I passed it on um, in my household. Oh, yeah. um, so you can make it with uh, either fish or pork again mm-hmm. mostly fish and pork were the the options okay. um so salmon I, I like to make it with salmon and shrimp sometimes mm-hmm. and my kids love it so um and you put vegetables in it so you can oh, put yeah. nice vegetables it's a tamarind soup but it's called sinigang that's would the you, word of it would you do it, it with the uh, fresh fruits or would it be mm-hmm. from paste or so it's actually a packaged um seasoning mm-hmm. so that again all those things i don't really i like it I try to cook as natural as, a part, yeah. as I can, but that's um, the the sinigang package is what makes the soup. Okay. Uh, it what it is. Yeah. yeah. It not, it's never really from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, maybe back home, people do grind the <laughs> tamarind and yeah. really uh, boil it with real tamarind. But the simplest way, or like a, the easiest way, is just this package. Of course. Mamacita is oh, the, yeah, yeah. the name of the. And then you. You, you just open it and um, put mm. like onions and garlic, and then uh, the the base is that. It's it's really good, and the kids, my kids, love it. It's just a soury uh, flavor. I don't mm-hmm. know why they like enjoyed it so much. That's what, when I said it was so good, it was okay. For me, it was all right. Mm-hmm. But my parents wouldn't make it all the time. It was a very oh, yeah. simple dish. And um, you just put it on white rice. And that's what our, 
one of our meals would be. I remember okay. that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, thinking back through uh, the things that you Mm, you've been raised with or the way your family raised you mm -hmm. are there anything anything or a couple things that stand out that you think were unique to for you to about the the filipino culture that you mm. you've been raised with compared to all your canadian friends around or other yeah definitely um we definitely stood out because back then there was not many we were one of the only even asian families in our neighborhood and grew up in a very italian neighborhood mm. um so yeah we we did everything differently i think um there's one thing like this is part of like the filipino culture when we meet someone an, an elderly person you would grab their hand and, mm -hmm. and say manopo Manupo. That means like, uh, um, like you're asking them for their blessing. Okay. So this is like a real, so different. When my friends would come over, and then, um, I'd come home and I'd have to ask my parents like manupo. That's really? so then we would every do that every day, every, every day. Time. As soon as you come into the house, okay. so I'd bring home. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd bring my friends home. Yeah. To come and um, you know hang out, and my mom manupo. So that's like totally. Oh yes really really different and nowadays it's not so common i don't mm -hmm. believe but back then it was it was more of a sign of respect mm -hmm. so you you're asking for a blessing yeah all right you know what i did i do that wrong oh my gosh i, I didn't get i i would grab their hand and say my bona. i wouldn't do that mm -hmm. it was the other way around Fake so how, how, <laughs> how would that look like like you would you are grabbing their hand mm. and touching it or no? yes so if you were the older person okay. i'd say Manopo. oh okay yeah this i think way. i did it the other way that's fine no no i, I think i got it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so the... you're asking like just say you were my dad i'd mm -hmm. say Manopo. so i would grab your hand and put it on, on your my forehead, forehead yeah oh, okay but yeah. you know what that that was just a uh, one maybe up until when we were about 12 or 13 and then after that like we again it was more of a cu cultural thing and yeah. you forget about it my parents never really enforced it and okay. too much and yeah. you kind of yeah that's what some one thing that stood out and i know my friends were like whoa what was that <laughs> yeah the, mm. that must have been a a shock for a lot of friends mm -hmm. when they saw it first time yeah because yeah. uh it is uh yeah out here like i I even uh, I'm trying to think from my own background or from being raised in Eastern Europe like mm -hmm. some there there is no such thing mm. that you would really do for the so this is really unique that's totally I don't even know if kids do it now mm -hmm. like if I were to, I should ask my cousin if it's a still a common thing but that was something I grew up with because it might have just now it's not I think it's just society on a whole, right? Mm -hmm. We don't, uh, we, the, there's not much respect anymore. It's like yeah, now, you know, yeah, it's just changed. But growing up then, it was, um, it's very important to respect your elderly. That was like the, a very big thing in the Filipino culture. Mm. Um, it's like you would never bring, you would never put your parents in an old age home and just like kind of send them off and mm -hmm. never. Uh, look after them again but so we were more of a culture where we really respect the elderly and um, 
we look after them as they age. All right. So they would in in regular Filipino home, mm-hmm. they would live with you. Mm-hmm. To, to yes, the exactly. Old age and yep. until they pass away. Yeah. Right. Okay. So your parents would live with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, that whole thing about you know respecting the elderly, the manapal, yeah. asking for their blessing, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes actually a lot of sense, and in the in the way, yeah, it's the the respect is super important. I think in mm-hmm. nowadays we are losing a lot uh, of it yeah. in every, every sense aspect, of it, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. aspect of it. I think that's so. Right. So I'm I'm curious, so I'm going to ask my cousin. She's still down there. Like I still have relatives down mm-hmm. there. Ask her if it's a common thing. Do people still do it? Yeah, that would be interesting to to know. And I, <laughs> Philippines are on our list to to go. Oh so, yeah. So I definitely want to visit and see for myself and travel a little bit to. Mm-hmm. to uh, and oh, I asked you the question about the background that the. Mm-hmm. Filipino culture before you came uh, here and you mentioned that there was never a time that you went to Philippines and right. you yeah. uh, you were kind of a tourist where you could discover mm-hmm. and, and, and go different places. You usually were going there to visit the family, right? Right. So again, I was saying that my grandmother and I were very close mm. and that was the main reason I would go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to be a tourist and see the country or anything. So I would. She lived in the province, like mm-hmm. in not in the city. Um, so I'd go there and never really experienced the Philippines as a tourist. So mm-hmm. now that she's passed away, she lived to be 103, by the way. So I wow. wanted to share that. She's like, yeah, I still feel her. <laughs> mm. um, so now. Um, I think I would, I'd love to, I haven't, I've never done that. I'd love to just go there as a tourist and, you know, people talk about all the beautiful islands and, mm. um, and then I've never been, so it was just always straight to where my grandmother lived and just stayed at her house for a month. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So when was the last time that you visited? So she turned a hundred, she died on two th- in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, at 103. So what is wow. that? 18, 17, 16, 15. For, yeah, for 2015, 15, it was yeah. the last time I was there. Okay. I'm counting on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the table. <laughs> I, I got those moments too, don't worry. Um, so what would you do if you would uh, go this time? Like, what's yeah, the plan? What's so the... You, you see all these beautiful islands like Palawan, and all these... They say it has one of the most beautiful islands in the world. And uh, and Philippines, I don't know how many islands, there are hundreds of them, like they're tiny little islands. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I would do. Just go there. Um, yeah. I, I've seen the city so many times. It's yeah. like congested. It's dirty. It's polluted. There's lots of nice things about it too, but I would go to the Philippines for the islands and maybe just um, like snorkeling. I'm not a scuba yeah. diver or anything like that, but snorkeling and just... You know, go to the islands and the resorts there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there is like the mainland is quite uh, quite big as well, right? So mm-hmm. you can go different places there yeah. too. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, amount of islands that mm. is there for sure, and the wildlife underwater. Oh is yeah, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I heard so. Yeah, something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. Um, what are uh, like? Do you think there are 
couple things or one thing uh, that you feel like that you are bringing from your culture that mm-hmm. helped you be successful in life in general or in your practice in in your work mm. that's a good question um i've always been taught to be considerate of other people mm-hmm. so that, that's i think i feel like that's another could be a filipino thing or that's at least my in my household to just be considerate with to other people and um not be an asshole yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean just be considerate put other people not really ahead of you, but just uh, be considerate and um, and care about other people. I think that's one of the things mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, yeah, maybe not a cultural thing, but for sure in my household. Okay. Um, Any anything else that stands out? Hmm. Yeah, like work hard. My mom always say, just work hard. Don't like do anything half at. Like if you're gonna do something, do it completely but then again i'm not sure if that is a filipino thing or not or there's there's a lot of similarities to it i would say a lot of cultures have that grind but cultures that um i don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. but i think cultures who have that either discovery part to it or or Mm -hmm. uh pushing towards unknown and, and going yeah. after right the, mm-hmm. that entrepreneurial kind of spirit or mm. exiting of of the comfort zone and, and finding their own ways actually it's uh, now when you're saying that it's actually uh i did the opposite because <laughs> growing up uh, this is a filipino very filipino thing too they want they you know they, they expect you to go into the healthcare system mm-hmm. or either uh, industry um, as a nurse or really? uh, there's so many Filipino nurses like mm-hmm. they're all in that industry so my mom was a nurse and she wanted me to get into nursing um, wow. so uh, it's almost like I did the opposite I didn't want to do that I wanted to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to get go step out of like the what they wanted me to do, like just get a you know be a nurse <laughs> I took nursing. I did take nursing for oh, yeah. a year, but um, that's a very that's that's actually a very Filipino thing. So so, so many nurses pushing in the hospital. A, a kid. In yeah, the get direction. into that. Yeah, be a nurse. You'll have a good job. You'll you'll be stable, and you won't have to worry about your finances. You'll you'll have a, a solid job. Wow. Uh, nursing was the the Filipino thing to do. <laughs> I, okay. I, I actually didn't. And my, both my parents, my dad was an accountant. My mom was a nurse. So very, um, you know, solid jobs and uh, oh, nine yeah. to five. And well, not nine to five. My mom worked shift work. But um, I did kind of the opposite. I wanted to work for myself. I didn't want to work for other people. Mm-hmm. Although over the years, I, you know, you have to do what you have of to course. do you, to make a living. You do work for other people. That's but right. um, I kind of veered off in the other direction <laughs> yeah it uh, it sounds like you went on your own path you forged your mm. own way through that even though that push mm-hmm. uh through the parents you still found the way how to go around it and find your own mm-hmm. niche yeah uh, i tried i tried the nursing thing but it, didn't, it, didn't it wasn't work. for me <laughs> yep 
<laughs> at least you you kind of try to please your mom for mm -hmm. a little bit and then yeah well uh, showed her that it, that it's not for you and yeah at the end of the day did she accept that that you went yeah. your own route yeah even like even to this day she's gonna be 80 mm. she's still critical of what i'm doing and oh, yeah. why are you posting that on facebook she follows me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> what did you post that for <laughs> mm. very critical but you know you come to a point like oh, i'm 55 i can do what i want now <laughs> so i think a lot of the filipino again back to that question i think um you know, in the Filipino culture, the parents have all the saying. You have to kind of mm -hmm. uh, listen. Bend your head yeah. and do what they yeah. say. Yeah, so that's part of the Filipino culture too. <laughs> Let's throw that in. <laughs> I think I think on, on on that side, you still kind of managed to forge your own way. Mm -hmm. Eventually. <laughs> it. it took, took, took some a, time. It took a, a lot of time, yes. <laughs> um so you said that uh, that respect for others and, mm -hmm. and hard work mm -hmm. and and at the end of the day you figure out the the way to go um the direction that was pulling you mm -hmm. let's dive into that one a little bit deeper at what point mm -hmm. and when the you decided that you want to you want to go to to fitness industry what happened and mm. so i've always been in the industry not always like you know since my 20s mm. to some capacity i coached um uh, kids soccer i i, I ran a running group so some capacity i worked at a gym part-time but i've also while I was doing that, I had other jobs, like a like regular, mm -hmm. <laughs> not regular jobs, yeah. but you know, more of a stable job. We had three kids, so we, I did need to have something a little bit more stable. For sure. Um, what made me? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, like, at what point you basically decided that you want to go and like focus hundred mm. oh, percent? Okay towards the strength the, yeah the coaching of other mm -hmm. people and 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 yeah and then next step would be the powerlifting thing and and now being a champion as well <laughs> thanks um so when we moved to the city from the suburbs mm -hmm. um i think i decided then because there was so many gyms um in the area like i we moved to leslieville so there's uh, the first gym I worked at was the training room, mm. moving from the suburbs. It was a bodybuilding gym. And then there was gyms in the beaches. And there's so many gyms in the city. So I, yeah. I thought that, hey, I can do this working like different gyms. Before it was in the suburbs, there was one local gym. Like, you know what I mean? At the yeah. community center gym. And that's where I worked. Um, and it was hard to, um, you know, travel. this, But in a smaller, sorry, in a, you know, a a small dense, dense yeah community. yeah community i was able to work several gyms and that i think that's what said i said to, i said to myself that i could um make a living like full-time doing this mm. and i did so Amazing. it took a while like to to believe that i could um why is that because you really you are working for yourself it is a hustle you have to get yeah. clients all the time people sign up and then you know they stop and you always have to keep getting new clients 
but um, with the three gyms, there was a time where I was working at three different places. It was it was okay. Like it was a it was enough to have, um, you know, to do a full time. It was a full time job then. Mm-hmm. The kids were getting older too, and um, so it was. Uh, I think I was able to do it then. Um, as they got older, and um, I moved into the city, and there's more gyms in the neighborhood. So, what uh, from that point on? When did you decide that you want to go to the powerlifting part? Oh, powerlifting. Okay, so <laughs> the story behind the powerlifting. Um, so, Sean is uh, Kelly is uh, the owner of uh, Fortis Fitness. Um, I always tell him the story how I uh, started working for him. I was driving in the car with my husband at the mm. time, and I saw Sean. Well, we both we both saw him bringing equipment into his gym on Carla Avenue. It was a, a location north of where we are now. That's right. So he was bringing all this equipment by himself. He's lugging it in, and I looked over and I told my husband, "I'm going to work for that guy." <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, I brought um, in my resume. I knocked on the door. I go, "Are you hiring?" <laughs> So that, but anyway, he, he, um, from then, like that, I started working for him, but he was the one that kind of got me into powerlifting. Mm. Yeah. So back in before, uh, I would say even 2010, everybody was doing bodybuilding. That's you know, right. it was very common to do in the tw- two, early 2019. Uh, before that, it was very common to do bodybuilding. Bodybuilding right. was a thing. Powerlifting was kind of new. So he was the one that got me into it. And once I started working for him, it was like, okay, I love this. This is really awesome. I don't need to be that cut. And I, my diet is a little bit um, less strict. I mm-hmm. don't have to be doing so much cardio. And I love lifting weights and the feeling of being strong and uh, chasing after these numbers. And every week, oh, I can lift more. Oh, how That's much great. can I, you know, how much stronger am I now after six months? It was just so um, satisfying. and and empowering to to feel it there is uh, something to it uh, something addictive to it right when sort of are, yeah when you kind of push yourself a little bit more a little bit more mm. and then you come back home and you are sore for three freaking days i hate the part of a leg workout <laughs> days but then i come back and it, when i'm Give sore me more <laughs> Yeah, I need to do more of that, <laughs> and that's exactly what it means. I. What's the, the best thing, about powerlifting for you? I love competing. I actually mm. love competing. To you know, on that day you come onto the platform and like a lot of I don't know, hundreds of people are watching. Not I don't even. It's not. It's not the eyes on you. It's more like the pressure of all that of and you and you still bring in your a game that's mm. to me that's the the best part of it it's not like oh people are watching it's like overcoming that all overcoming all that pressure and and to and performing on that day where all the, uh, the all the preparation you've um done for that day and you bring your a game I, I find that the, the the best thing about powerlifting it is uh super important that you you say that it's not about being at the stage and being center of attention it's more about being there but also like struggling not only with yourself and Mm -hmm. 
what you are about to do right now mm. break your own records yeah but uh, and beat everybody else mm. which is another pressure and yeah. then you on top of that you've got the whole audience which is looking. looking and yeah. judging you yeah. everyone yeah. out there right but yeah and then being able to overcome that and overcome go, oh, that's amazing yeah that's the best feeling overcome is one thing but you mm. managed to win <laughs> that's amazing uh, thank you that's um, phenomenal um and then the last competition let me add uh it was live streamed and this wow. is like a, the first time i've like oh my gosh people are watching uh, so, online as well yeah, yeah so um one of the attempts so you have three attempts the second attempt um i am actually almost screwed up because when i approached the bar it was for a squat mm-hmm the mic the guy on the microphone said uh this is for a national record and that's attempting a re- national re- like oh my gosh so like it just threw me off mm-hmm. and then the live stream and then people like i almost i almost screwed up on that but anyway i i managed to pull it through <laughs> amazing yeah. so for people who do not know what's the difference between powerlifting mm-hmm. and bodybuilding so powerlifting in comp like so you get tested on three lifts squat bench press and deadlift mm-hmm. um in bodybuilding it, this is t- talking about competition now bodybuilding you're you go on stage uh, you're ba- you're judged i've never competed in bodybuilding but this is uh what i know you get judged on stage uh for symmetry for that's right looks. Uh, yeah for looks for aesthetics um uh, you know how symmetric you are and your overall look so you get judged on that um how much body fat if you're carrying too much body fat you'll lose mm-hmm. um if you and this is maybe extreme but i've heard this as well that some judges if uh, on the day of if the judges are looking for just say a, a dark-haired girl and you're blonde you're gonna lose yeah. so it sounds like very just like that but powerlifting you could either you either lift up the lift that weight or you don't yeah. <laughs> it's either black or white like you, there's no you know you either do it or you don't that's right so no, no hidden agendas mm-hmm. and stuff like that right i don't want to say it's political but it could you know this is what i i um, i have a friend that's a judge so he's actually told me that so mm. it's like there my there's some truth to it <laughs> oh yeah for sure and mm. i i think it's like the first one that you mentioned it is solely mm. about the looks that's the vanity fair to it like you are judged how you look and mm. that's it yeah. whereas with powerlifting those mm. three categories mm. it's like you against the, you yeah exactly and then even that um even though there's people in your age and weight class competing on that day it doesn't even really matter you're like, you, you you can compete with them but it's more what you did the last meet mm-hmm. or what you lifted in the gym uh last month if you can do more than that on that day yeah the day of the meet like you're a winner like t- that's how i see it i'm a winner like you just compete with yourself and i that's what i love about the sport i'm not knocking bodybuilding or anything but uh that i love um powerlifting for that reason yeah. and uh there was a time when i wanted to compete in bodybuilding because i thought that, that was the ultimate thing to do you push your body to the limit you uh it takes so much discipline and really? um uh especially with diet so what uh just what made oh what why i didn't do it why why, <laughs> okay. why did you change your Here's mind bo- slamming bodybuilding again <sighs> so i didn't like the idea of um 
you know, the self-tanner. Okay, I'm already brown, but the, you you still have to put this all the self-tanner, the makeup, uh, the the heels and the, the fancy, okay, really slamming by <laughs> the, the bikini. And, yeah. Um, and of course, I'm not against bikinis. I love wearing bikinis. I like take, I take pictures <laughs> and mm. a lot of, when I go away, it's all in bikinis, but it's, uh, you know, that whole thing just, I didn't, and then you have to pose and yeah. it's really difficult mm. and yeah and that's one of the reasons why i didn't I, I just couldn't get the poses right and i just like i didn't i didn't feel good doing it it's more like a, a strength version of the of the modeling runway kind of yeah 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 right. yeah it's a show like you have to put on a show and you have to look beautiful that day and and the, the whole, yeah. whole twisting and mm -hmm. posing and stretching your muscles so they look the best yeah. in the best light, yeah. best angle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot to it. Whereas well, with I respect it totally. Yeah. Like, uh, it's so difficult. That's why I couldn't, I didn't want to do it too. Yeah. That's the reason why. Hmm. Uh, with powerlifting is just power, right? Yeah. Either you pick it up or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't pick it up, you, you, you don't get the, the points or you you get red. So lights. share share with, with us right now what what was your numbers on last competition? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so my last one, uh, my squat, I did about 215. It was two, mm -hmm. 215 point something. Okay. It's kilograms. So when I... I, I 215 Oh, no, kilogram. no. I mean, um, they give it to you in uh, kilograms. Mm -hmm. So when I convert it, it's about 215. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it in pounds. pounds. Yeah. So 215 pounds... Um, there was a that time was squat. that was squat. So it's like it's not that big of a deal. Like, but uh, for for me, it was a, I hurt my back one time uh, mm -hmm. squatting and um, anything over 185, I would be freaking out. Like yeah. I would be like mental and I, I'd be, um, you know, be af afraid to put more weight on the bar. So um, my last competition, I, I did 203 in the squat. So I thought, OK, anything over 200 is great. Yeah. But this time I even did 215 and yeah. it was like, I felt like it was so easy. So a lot of it was mental. Mm -hmm. And now that I... Overcoming that. Yeah. Now that it's uh, 215, I know I could do 225, which is two plates. That would have been, that's going to be my next, but anyway. 225 is up. the next one. Okay. Yeah. So what was on the bench then? Bench, I am not great. Two, 121. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm almost, I'm at a... Again, it's a uh, pounds. So when they loaded the bar, the next um, the next weight would have been like one twenty six. So right now I'm at uh, one twenty five, mm -hmm. one twenty six. I yep. almost made the one twenty six, but I failed at it. So the if you fail on your attempt, it's the the attempt prior that counts. So okay. I, I ended up with one twenty one, which is not, I'm not happy with it, but yep. I know I can. Uh, get the next one so, so the next jump would be it was just too much of a jump for why me. is it just so i understand mm. because i never been familiarized mm. with it uh mm. why is it that the increments are in five pounds instead yeah. of like you've got plays that are one pound right yeah or zero seventy five pound or right yeah or it was pound. it was it was kilograms that they load on the bar mm -hmm. so uh for some reason it was 121 then the next one was 126 okay something like that pounds mm -hmm. so i guess with the kilograms i could have requested 
like a smaller amount mm-hmm. they said or like fraction plates okay, yeah but i just like no let me try 126 i can do it <laughs> like i was so close i just couldn't lock out <laughs> mm-hmm. but um i could have requested my my coach was saying like i could have requested like a fraction i, I maybe would have ended up with 124 and a half or yeah. 125 so i think right now my bench is around there okay. but anyway yeah. i ended up with 121 because i failed on my third attempt yeah. so that's uh that's a bench more work to be done on that it's not my best um and then deadlift is my best one um 280 uh 281 281 yeah. and i weigh nice. i weighed in at 113 pounds so it, those are wow so you have you have to take in consideration my weight or yeah, the person's weight lifting that for sure bar. so you know your weight versus compared to or your the person's weight to uh the the amount of weight they're picking up or they're lifting so, so you more than doubled on your deadlift mm-hmm. two and a half almost yeah i'm trying three times my body weight that would be like oh that my that's my dream that's <laughs> i dream you know. of oh, yeah. <laughs> deadlift. people dream about other things i dream of deadlifting over three uh, yeah so and <laughs> you did um almost double your weight in the bench right yeah almost. no 120 because I, I weigh it at like 113 okay so it's like well, over yeah. my body oh, weight your weight yeah over your weight yeah. and then uh so that lift and on the squat it almost I, yeah two times right mm-hmm. That's yeah awesome. so I'm getting there oh yeah <laughs> so good. if I do better on the next meet uh, my goal is to be top 10 in the world in my wow. for my age and weight class That's so amazing. i can jump up like i looked at the numbers i look at them every day okay of course is it for for motivation and setting the goals yes it is so how you go about setting those goals for yourself i work hard <laughs> just to i'm consistent with my my training and i i on the days that i don't want to work out and the days that i'm like Ugh, I'm tired. I don't want. I just remind myself that hey, you know, four months you're competing and you need to do this. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just uh, stay consistent and uh, eat well and uh, make sure I get enough rest. So, eating well, exercising, mm-hmm. shit ton. <laughs> How many times a week? Uh four times a week. Four times a week. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And four times is only for powerlifting you do anything yeah. in between as well um i try to do core i try to do some core work not not cardio yeah maybe. no 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 just the, the, anything the, the, whatever the evil c word yeah. <laughs> cardio yeah. a I'm lot of joking. a lot of people who <laughs> who uh, lift weights don't do cardio uh, yeah so yeah right. they always say that if it interferes with um um getting stronger they say well that's and then now there's uh, people are saying that it doesn't. So mm. it's always changing and people say that. I think there's a, there's always need to be a balance between mm. those, right? Because yeah. it cannot be that it... Like if you overdo it, obviously, mm. right? You're gonna yeah, you're not going to run 10 kilometers every other day. Yeah, and but then if lift you do with, sprints... Yeah, high right? intensity yeah. or even plyometrics would be, uh, would be something um, that would, you know, kind of be go hand in hand with uh lifting because you're working speed it's speed work that's right so that that could work but i I don't do anything (laughs) this is the first time actually i'm training like five straight months 
uh, prior to a competition, usually mm-hmm. I usually train maybe three months uh, before a meet, mm-hmm. and then I don't do much until the next meet. Yeah, I don't focus on powerlifting um, uh, specifically. Yeah, until there's another meet. But this is the first time I'm actually training five straight months. Um, so let's see where that goes. That's what my coach, like I have, I have um, a coach that, uh, well, he did, he did mostly just my, um, my programming. So mm-hmm. he didn't like, he didn't really coach me, coach me per se, yeah. but he gave me a program and he was saying to me, like, he, it boggles his mind that, you know, I just dabble in, into like powerlifting here and there. Then he sees me, you know, doing kettlebells or he sees me doing like um, interval training and all kinds of other things. But he says it'll be interesting for, to see how strong I can get yeah. just training uh, training five months of uh, powerlifting. So yeah, we'll it's see. a longer duration of time. Right? Yeah, you can do more. It's, I'm curious. Yeah. So I am curious actually. <laughs> are you right now the strongest that you ever been? Yes, I am. It's wow. So weird. Yeah, it's so strange. Because uh, yeah, I'm 55. Like I never thought I could be this much stronger. Like. I started competing, I think I was 45, I want to say. So 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And my numbers have just like, I'm so much stronger. Hmm. And you'd never think, because everybody thinks, ah, after 40, you're going to be, ah, you're not going to be. But uh, just yeah. like, yeah, I haven't broken yet. <laughs> Nothing, knock wood. <laughs> yeah, it's, everything is inconsistency, right? It's yeah. Like, if you stop and don't do anything, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to lose it and yeah. you're going to start seeing the decline but yeah if you continue hitting the the ground running and, mm-hmm. and push yourself push yourself i think yeah. so yeah your body our bodies are cap- capable yeah. a lot right for uh, sure for sure for sure um you just like you know i train smart i've been doing it for so long that my form is pretty good yeah so you have to just listen to your body too and uh, make sure your your form is perfect if you load uh, the bar, you know, and you're not doing something correctly, you're going to mm-hmm. get hurt. Yep. So injury, I've been, um, you know, not injured. I haven't had any injuries. Uh, rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. My knees are a little bit sore sometimes. I think that's more arthritic because, you know, you've been doing you know all the heavy lifting. Eventually, yep. it's not injured, but sometimes I feel a little, uh, it's a little something they are worn out exactly what's we're gonna get worn out anyway yeah i might as well (laughs) um feel healthy yeah yeah making everything else yeah exactly (laughs) that's for sure uh so looking through your uh, experience with exercising and going through the the different journey and Mm. right now being a champion national Mm. champion um (laughs) and still being the strongest ever yeah what's what's the the biggest lesson for you the biggest lesson um yeah just be consistent and be disciplined i think um it's so easy for us to um talk our way out of not showing up at the gym or not um doing what you know have to be done yeah what has to be done um it's made me more of a disciplined person i I stick to everything i say like if i'm gonna say that i'm gonna be there i will be there Mm. um it just transfers to so many other areas in your life that's right so 
I feel like that's one of the biggest lessons. Um, I keep my word. <laughs> when and it's, it's mainly easy. word to Discipl yourself, right? Yeah, and this is like, to, yeah, for myself. I promise myself I'm going to do this, and I, I work my butt off to, to do it. So how you go about that? Because I know mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with that a lot. Mm -hmm. I struggle with yeah. being do. Account do too, account sure. accountable to myself. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes I said myself, either I'm over... Hmm. Uh, overjoyed and I'm putting the goals where I cannot get yeah. and then I get discouraged or or I just don't keep up with them and, and life goes in the way. So how mm. you stay consistent? How do you go about that? Well, this, yeah, the um, entering these meets uh, helps for sure. Mm. So I, yeah, having a goal, set a goal for yourself uh, would be one. I know like if if someone doesn't want to compete and and um, they still you should still set a goal like okay but maybe in, in four months I want to be able to um, squat this amount. Yeah. Um. I guess if if you want it badly enough, you would <laughs> you would show up. Yeah. But it's easy to say eh, like why do I need to like why am I doing this <laughs> like why do I need to squat that much in four months like you could question like I can see that as well. Um. I really, I think it's really a personal thing. If you, mm. if you really want to, you, you will. For you sure. can choose it. Um, uh, it's just like losing weight. If you, someone wants to lose a certain amount of weight, and they, they have to show up and, um, That's right. you know, do it. Mm -hmm, do it. Depends on how badly you want it, and <laughs> if it, how important it is to you. Yeah. If it's important to you, you'll do it. That's <laughs> so true. Uh, is there? On your uh, those five five months um, increments, mm -hmm. what are you trying to achieve in terms of weight advancement? Like for instance, oh, okay. right now from last meet yeah. to next one, when is the next meet? Uh, September seventeenth. Okay. What is it? Did I say that right? Yeah, it's the seventeenth. So it's four and a half months. So we are looking for another record to be mm -hmm. it'll be my record to beat. Yeah. so I'm, i set the record and i'm gonna i'm gonna just bring it up that's right uh, <laughs> so it'll be harder for anyone to beat it <laughs> yeah for sure so what's uh, what are those numbers that you are trying to achieve so for my squat uh i want to do 225 mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes like i might hit 225 by june yeah so then it, that i can bring that up even higher mm -hmm. um so from 215 to 225, that's only 10 pounds. 10 like pounds, when you yeah. think about it, it's like only 10 pounds. We'll see. But again, that was my max. Let's see how my, right. And uh, on the day of it, I felt like I had more. So 225 in my squat um, bench, I wanted to try like maybe 130 because mm -hmm. I failed at 126. So I've been benching three times a week. Mm. So that's like, oh my gosh, like I, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Those are the, that's a difference too in my training in the past. Yeah. I would just bench here, dabble with bench here and there, mm. but it never really went up. But um, my coach was saying like, it's not going to go up unless you do it more often, right? Yeah, for sure. How often do you bench, man? I don't bench right now. No? Is you have an injury? Yeah, I've got oh, the no. injured shoulder and I oh. like, I can still bench, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like if I... 
I, I went to the point where I was pushing more. I was mm. on the two plates and I was yeah. adding more and more. And yeah. then I started feeling it oh, more. And then I couldn't couldn't yeah, yeah. do anything for oh, for a couple of days. And right. I just went back and back. And now I'm doing different types of exercises. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. still, like I would love to fix no. my shoulder yeah. and get back to it. Was it a rotator cuff injury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it with bench. Like I, I asked that because men, like guys usually bench two to three times a week. That's right. Because and then that's how they get better. Mm. Women like eh, we don't want to bench like, right? So no, like having guys said that, that, do not want to do too much of legs. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. The, the stereotype yeah, of yeah. gym gym <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a meme for that. I saw a picture. It was funny. Um, <laughs> so the guy was really big and skinny legs, and the yep. lady lower body, but upper. Yeah. So um, that's why I kind of asked, but uh, if you want to get better at something, you have to do it that many that's often, right? right? So, that's true. Um, bench, I want to improve to, by a little bit, like one thirty, mm. I want to say, and then. Um, most of it is technique, right? In powerlifting, you know, there's like ways to arch your back and uh, reduce the distance from your chest to the bar. Yeah. So those, and then use your legs, like a le the leg drive is big. And all that is something I'm just learning. Mm -hmm. um, coming from a bodybuilding um, background too, you're using your chest muscles. That's and right. You're never using your legs in a bench. You're isolating the, the just this the area chest, yeah, yeah. That's right. so in powerlifting they use their legs they kind of drive it the leg drive they call it mm -hmm. so i'm learning that and hopefully is it on the toes that you, yeah you your feet yeah. i find that it's more timing so as soon as you you're here you, you have to time it so you kind of have that little bit of a uh, jerk almost in, like a yeah. yeah jerk from the legs from the legs the drive leg drive they call mm -hmm. it right okay. and then pushing it back I, I didn't do that i used to always just yeah, straight, straight up, up. Yeah. and that's um it's so much when you you when you go straight back like when you go back again you use your legs and that will help extend your um, elbow and complete the, so during um, your trainings you focus on doing that and, mm, and more technique and so you practicing. definitely during the competition that's the only time that you do your one rep max right mm -hmm. so during your regular training what are you like how many reps are you going for, for bench mm, bench or any other uh, during training so usually five under five reps mm -hmm. um i never really do like volume yeah. Um, in one program, there, he had me doing eight reps. So that sometimes anywhere between five and eight reps. And how many sets of those? Uh, like five at least. Okay. Maybe like eight, including a warm up. So you're just would you, you're benching for a half an hour. Would you like switch in between? Would you go uh, do a set of bench, then a set of squats? No. No. You, you would just go. sit there and do like bench for like 45 minutes. Almost. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I get you. Okay. So one training very would specific. be basically specific for, mm -hmm. for that. Okay. Well, that's Makes what sense. I was saying. This is the first time I'm doing like five months of just powerlifting specific mm -hmm. uh, uh, workouts programming. Before, um, after the meet was finished, I would yeah go do kettlebells. I run hills. I would... Yeah. I like bodybuilding too. I w would go back and doing tw a high repetition of uh, things, mm. bicep curls again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then not always squat and deadlift. I would do um, you know more lunges and um, anything other than like the 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 three lifts, mm. just to give it a break. But now this is the first time I'm doing like just 
straight for five months. Wow. I'm, I'm just curious and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. I, uh, it is super interesting to talk about it mm. and see like how you prepare to different things, right? Because mm-hmm. there are different ways how you can exercise your body, right? Sure. High intensity, mm-hmm. low intensity, mm-hmm. high rep, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. or power lifting three main exercises that's yeah. it mm-hmm. right or power. it does get boring but like <laughs> that's why i used to just like yeah do something else after okay yeah makes sense for sure and at the end of the day those three exercises are uh, mainly hitting whole of your body but still you can mm-hmm. you can supplement it with some extra right just to make yeah. it stronger the core for you sure, always core. need to yeah, make, yeah. Mm-hmm. make it stronger right yeah for sure core and glutes they say i, I don't do enough glute work because mm-hmm. you could do specific like it's supposed to help your squat and, and your deadlift, oh, but yeah. um yeah, I'm guilty of not doing enough core. <laughs> okay. Do you and do glutes. any of the grip exercise, like uh, hangs or or? No. Okay. And you mm. do you like during the competing? Do you use you use straps, right? Um, you can uh, no. So this is raw powerlifting. Oh. The only okay. thing I yeah, that's a different. There's a different. Uh, so the only thing we're allowed to use is knee sleeves, mm-hmm. and you can use wrist straps. Uh, wrist straps so they just kind of wrap around your wrist yeah. and that's it mm. uh, but not wraps. just for support of yeah wrist. not mm. wraps for not straps for picking up the bar in a deadlift no okay. um you said something i about, was asking about yeah. the grip right because oh, okay, that's yes. like for mm-hmm. me when i'm thinking about mm-hmm. it, if you want to go higher up with mm-hmm. uh, and exceed your your uh, own limits mm-hmm. At some point, like myself, mm-hmm. I, with my deadlifts, I feel like sometimes I'm going. if I'm like or I'm doing farmers carry, mm-hmm. right? I my my I'm I feel that my whole body can carry, yeah. but then my hands grip, start open right. up, right? Yeah, by itself, and I'm losing that mm-hmm. that connection, right? Mm-hmm. So I I was curious. Yeah. So th- with that question. Um, you almost want to train your weak links. Mm-hmm. So whatever your weakest, so if your grip is, you feel like that's your weak link, you could do uh, more grips yeah. um, uh, related exercises. Mm. Um, I want to say my weak link is, um, yeah, my maybe my core. Oh, so really? I should be doing more core. Um, my back, <laughs> I know, your core, I know, yeah. it's like boring and you know. So I want to say my weak link would be maybe my core. Like I have very, really strong glutes, so mm. I'm not going to spend like more hours doing uh, hip thrusts. And because yeah. I know, like in a deadlift, my lockout is really uh, strong, and that's just your hips, like that's your glutes, right. right? So that's not uh, my weak area. And maybe legs. Like I think maybe my quads and hamstrings mm. could be stronger, like legs specifically. So I don't know. Is there any anything about calves that my calves? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, I think they're more for looks. I don't know. Would mm. they, you can? Is there anything that that, that do, would they benefit for them? I don't know. What what function would probably they really, stability mainly? Yeah. Right. It's it's more for takeoff in a like just say in a sprint you'd use it for like That's a takeoff right. in a. Mm. Um. So, but for powerlifting, yeah, for stability for sure. Ankle and a calf. 
I was saying for aesthetics, you want to have nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's that's the other thing. What's funny? Sorry, is that every I, I do calf raises every day really? when I brush my teeth. Oh, <laughs> like a habit that I have. So I don't do them in the gym, mm. but you still want it. Like like you want to wear you're wearing heels and. <laughs> so I'm like every morning. This is something quirky about me. Something. That's a, that's a good tip for ladies, I guess. So you just brush wanna... your teeth. I'm doing my calf raises every every day. Morning every morning. Uh, morning, not at night. Okay. Just do it once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, since we were talking about the whole powerlifting and and you going through. Um, Starting the love to to um, to fit with fitness and then going mm. to powerlifting, going to national championship. Mm -hmm. I love your starter story when it started oh, with your family. Oh yeah! Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I I started at a very young age. I grew up with four brothers. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine in, in the seventies. I was telling you about my parents are old fashioned Filipino. They always believed that girls should be doing this and and boys doing something else. So we're, right. we're completely different. We're and um, a little girl shouldn't behave this way. So my brothers would be off playing their sports and doing their thing, and they had all their friends, and I would be isolated. I would always just be at home mm. with my grandmother, and I couldn't uh, join in because they said, "Oh, girls aren't allowed to play. The girls aren't allowed to do that." So. Um, I it would just bother the crap out of me, <laughs> and I would say, you know what, I I need to I why can't I? It's so unfair that why cannot why can't girls do this? And I want to be able to do this. So, um, my brothers would say stuff like, oh, you're not you're not strong enough. Oh, you're not fast enough. You're you're girls can't do that. You can't you run like a girl. Uh, you can't keep up. So I found myself at a gym, uh, pretty early, and I I, I would, you know do um you know work the machines and, and wanted to find a way to get stronger and um to keep up with them and and um, maybe show them that hey i i can i can keep up with you and come on let me join and right. let me um let me join you guys and um that's how i started but yeah at, at like maybe 13 i would sneak in to the uh to the gym, the gym hmm. and um and uh, start lifting weights really at a young age I love your story and I remember the the moment when we were recording documentary about mm. you with my wife Kat and which is not public yet hopefully when it's gonna go out uh, everybody can can watch it is we went through your story we were talking about it and it it is fascinating for me to see how against the odds against the mm, against your parents against mm -hmm. the the current at that time way of mm -hmm. approaching it sports your brothers being against it and <laughs> teasing you and all of that you still push it through mm -hmm. and made it your passion mm -hmm. and exceeded every one of them <laughs> yeah i was telling mom cat that to this day, I'm stronger than all of them. Like I have four brothers, 
Uh, they could probably bench like again mm. they probably bench more than me but, but men are stronger in their upper bodies but i can definitely squat and um deadlift more than them. <laughs> and i'm like the healthiest like they yeah. they don't exercise most of the uh my brother walks he's mm. only a year older okay like come on walk no i'm just <laughs> if he sees this he's gonna <laughs> he knows he knows i always uh, bug him like yeah. do more than just walking you're still young yeah but yeah my other brothers don't uh, yeah it's you know they have stressful jobs and and they're tired at the mm. end. But I always tell them you're gonna have way more energy if you exercise and That's just right. fit it in somehow. That's right. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm. I'm Make it your priority. Right? Mm-hmm. This is so important. For sure. Uh, funny, funny enough, the older I get, mm. I feel like I'm getting to the better, better and better shape of my life Amazing, as well, yeah, and yeah. getting stronger, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal but also what i learned is that part uh-huh. you need to prioritize your For health sure. yeah otherwise it's never gonna happen like you can totally. think about mm-hmm. how you should be or what you should be doing if yeah. you are not doing it totally. not happening not getting there right? exactly right prioritize it oh, for yeah. sure if it's important to you like we were saying if it's important to you you'll do it if it's not then you're not going to do it it is about the longevity part and mm-hmm. looking forward to being healthy. I, I remember the, uh, that you mentioned during our uh, interview on mm-hmm. the uh, for the documentary that you are doing it for being able to take care of yourself through the old mm-hmm. age as well, right? For, to be totally. strong enough. Yeah. I know it sounds funny. Like it sounds kind of like, oh, um, I want to be able to get in it, on and off a toilet unassisted. Yeah. It's a real thing. It like, is. Uh, you know, you, we think that this is, you know, at the moment, you know, you're, this is our age at the moment, but we're all going to get to like 80 and 90 years old, well, hopefully, yeah, if we live to that age. But uh, you want to have a good quality of life. Like you, you don't want to be like having a walker, having someone take you to the bathroom. Yeah, you want to have definitely. independence. So this is all part of it. And like, uh, It'll happen in a flash. Like it will. I feel like I, I felt like uh, I was thirty just a little while ago. Now I'm fifty-five. You know what I mean? We yeah. it just happens very quickly. So what we do now, it's an indication of what our lifestyle or what okay. our health is going to be like uh, twenty, thirty years from now, right? Oh yeah, big time. And it's it's those small habits that matter, mm-hmm. and making sure that you are finding time to do them. For sure. I like when you are talking about old age the only thing that i can mm. just imagine uh, how i would be feeling mm. is after my the worst leg workout that i have <laughs> that everything hurts two yeah. days after three days yeah. after and i have a problem sitting on the toilet myself <laughs> i'm like if that's how old people feel <laughs> when they are moving yeah. i'd rather yeah. pay the price today yeah. and don't have that problem when i'm old totally totally for right? sure because now i'm strong and healthy mm-hmm. and, and i have all the power that i need to take care of my body yeah i will not have that when i'm older so yeah I, as, unless exactly. i put in uh put my mind to it and do it right now mm-hmm. for sure like I saw it firsthand because uh, when I, you know, uh, I was working uh, for a seniors, um, uh, it was an adult day program. So mm. I would teach classes there and the ones that were really active, the ones that were 
sorry, the ones that were uh, strong and, and still mobile were the ones that were active, you know, in their 30s and 40s. Right. So yep. they, they, they kept up. But then you can clearly see the other ones that were not, and they were as young as even just 16, 70. You know, they're already using a walker. Like, they didn't take care of themselves. Like, it's you, you can you can just see it clearly, and you don't want that for yourself. Like, you do something now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, big time. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what does being a maverick mean to you? Maverick? <laughs> I don't know. Uh I guess someone that um, uh, doesn't give up, someone that's persistent and has courage and um, drive. Uh, mm. For sure. Um, I, yeah. I think you, with the genes of your grandmother, I think you are on the right path <laughs> to overli- like live longer than, than her. That's for sure. Mm. And you are one of the Mavericks that I I know personally, which oh, I'm grateful thanks, for. Um, so uh, thinking about the Maverick, what does success is? For then? me? Yeah. To me, what does success mean? Um, I think to me, success means um, just being happy. Like being happy. I feel like doesn't there's no like, price tag that you can put mm-hmm. on it doesn't mean um it could be a price tag for someone else but for me personally it's um just to be happy and uh seeing uh my kids you know healthy and, yeah. and close to me that, that that would be i i'd be happy with that and and to me i, I feel like i was successful at, at um in this life mm-hmm. and i brought my my beautiful kids and and, and i have a a nice family and um they're good people. I raise them well, and um, I'm doing something I love. And awesome. uh, to me, I feel like that's a success enough. <laughs> it's it's so personal that I'm I'm always uh, thunderstruck when when I hear different versions, versions of success. It. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's <laughs> it means so, so many nice. different things yeah. to different people, right? For sure, for sure, definitely, and. Uh, it's all success. Mm, exactly. No you can't say, you yeah, exactly. Success can mean like, oh, you want to be a multimillionaire for some people. It's money uh, until they get that number. Um, right. They're not successful enough or if they, have, they don't have that dream job, they're not successful enough. But to me, it's like, I'm enjoy- I love what I do and uh, my family's close to me and we have a great relationship and that's important. Amazing. Yeah. So... On the on the harder note, then, what is your failure story? Oh, failure. Okay. Um, I don't want to say it's a failure, but I've I've got married twice. Mm-hmm. Both. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have great success when it comes to relationships, but mm. the failure with failure comes learning and lessons. So yeah, uh, I don't want to say they were failed re- marriages or uh, relationships, but um, those are areas in my life that. Uh, I need to <laughs> to to uh, learn more from. Mm. Um, so I don't, do I want to call it failure? I'm very grateful for all those experiences. Mm. Um, maybe can I give you another one? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Failure. Hmm. Yeah. So it is hard to name that because I feel for like sure. I'm I'm 
I haven't failed. That's, <laughs> That's a good perspective. It looking is. Because I'm having a hard time. Like, what did I fail at? I don't even feel like, even though I've, I've had two failed marriages, I don't even consider them as failures because I learned so much from them. I, so, I think I that's know. the perfect definition of failure. <laughs> Maybe. If you are willing to <laughs> acknowledge what you went through mm -hmm. and then learn from it. Mm -hmm. I don't even consider it a failure yet. Mm. But in someone else's eyes, I guess like if I, that, that's the only thing I can think of in my life. Uh, I didn't fail with my kids. I did my best. Like, you know, um, I love where my career went to. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So what is next for you? Next, um, I can see myself, um, you know, running my company running. I've always so at, right after out of high school, I did um, fashion design. Mm. So I did various things um, on top of the fitness. So I've always dreamed of owning my own clothing company. Yeah. So I'd love to do that. It's more um, a, a brand, not so much uh, couture, like where I'm making patterns and designing mm -hmm. and sewing clothes. That's what I used to do when I was, um, you know, early 20s. But this is more of a clothing brand. And, um, and I'm hoping to tie that in with me mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, as a trainer, as a, a fitness person. Uh, that's where I see my, what, where I'm going next. And um, so I that... don't know where... We'll, but I think in that direction. So it will be more into sports related uh, clothing or will it be various? Or so it's, um, yeah, it's more athletic, mm -hmm. um, athletic. but there's, so if I, Vava means strong. So mm. um, in the Finnish language, I know there's a story behind it because when I took my daughter to um, a soccer tournament in uh, Sweden, the mm -hmm. Gothia Cup, uh, there's some kids from Finnish and, uh, sorry, Finland, Finland and, and um, they, I heard Vava and then like I meant strong and it was, anyway, it just kind of stuck with me and that's mm. how I came up with the name and then strong and powerlifting and it, yep. I feel like, uh, well, that's how the name came about but uh, what I was think, uh, what I was getting at was um, I, there's a, I almost want to send a message like through that clothing, it's like apparel that empowers like, um, mm. I want to send uh, a message where uh, that um, you know, with a strong mind and um, a strong body, you know, you, right. uh, you can accomplish anything. Basically, um, you have to have a you have to have a strong uh, mindset, not just lift weights. So I, I kind of feel like Vava, That's all true. that whole ties in with that. Um, uh, it's it's mostly t-shirts and hoodies there's it's nothing really fancy about them mm -hmm. um but it's more like a a culture i want to say or a brand that I'm, I'm kind of pushing and um if i can spread that message um despite any you know adversity and challenges uh you you can uh achieve <laughs> for sure yeah things great things yeah it's it's pretty pretty strong message and yeah if you just put your mind to it mm -hmm. yeah, you can definitely for sure get there um and a lot of times we um i think we need that like we there's so much negativity in the world and sure. i think like if i could it, i always say positivity starts with you like love starts with you like if you can spread one uh, good message 
um, it's a ripple effect, right? And yes, um, it is. that's that's where I, I want to <laughs> go go towards. And um, if I can do that through my clothing line, I could. I, I'd love that. That would make me happy. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, thank mm. you. What is it that about what you do? Um, so I think that answer or I will answer the mm -hmm. question how I understand. Correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. from my, what I'm hearing is the the thing that you want people to know about what you are doing is that you are encouraging other people to go after um, those goals, mm -hmm. making their mind strong and then going into making their body strong. So right. it works as a perfect machine. Yes. Um, and you can take carry that with in every aspect of your life, like um, not only in the gym. Like, mm. uh, yeah, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. And um, yeah, that <laughs> mm. it's uh, not only in the gym. You can carry it in, into other areas in your life, and I, I think that's such a, a a powerful message. For sure. I wanted to know, based on your work and your trainings and your your company profile, who is your ideal client? My ideal client? Mm -hmm. um, I I love training women around my age where they 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 feel like they, they it's over or like they they feel like their life is like ah like there's what's the point I'm just gonna you know. I just want I want them to like just start getting to to move again and you know anyone like forty five and up mm -hmm. like like they they that they can they can still have energy and they can still um, uh, feel and look better. It's not over. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think I like I like train. That's my favorite client to train. Yeah. Men for sure. I I train a few men too that um, want to learn how to lift, mm -hmm. uh, lose weight. And, but That's um awesome. yeah <laughs> i think a lot of women especially who are lacking that self-confidence mm -hmm. and esteem needs that and your support for sure would be phenomenal mm -hmm. <laughs> um what do you do for fun for fun <laughs> um uh, i like to read I, I like lately i've just been um my life, my work is so social that by mm. the end of the day, I just want to like, okay, I need to be alone. I just yeah. need to like time for yourself. Yeah. So like a glass of wine and a book, a good book is fun. like to me, that's fun. I've done my like, you know, partying and going out like after my ex and I split up about four and a half years ago, I was like, oh, this is. A lot of freedom. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to answer to anybody. So yeah. I would go out with my kids and I'd go out um, more and I'd, I'd party with them. Mm. Now I'm like, uh, it's, it's, I just want some peace and quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a good book with a glass of wine. And I like that. Um, I like to garden. All right. Um, yeah. I love eating at nice restaurants. Like those, mm. those are fun things. Yeah. To me. For sure. <laughs> I don't this need to have loud music and dance anymore yeah yeah it's like uh, everyone <laughs> has that. their own preference right so mm -hmm. but uh, uh i i am travel sorry i have to oh yeah that. Oh, 
I'd love to try it one more. That's amazing too. So what will be the next destination for you? Well, see, the thing with Toronto, I love Toronto in the summer. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't even feel like I need to go anywhere. Maybe I'd love to go to Montreal. I'd love to go to New York. Mm. So North America for sure, I yeah. would stay. So I think New York would be um, my next destination. I think in August, I, I'm going to do that. Oh, and Montreal. Yeah. Um, so those two places. And then when the colder weather um, hits, I definitely will go back to South America. I love Colombia. I want to go to Peru. Mm. Yeah. If I can go to Italy in the fall, that's another nice place. Like I'd, oh, yeah. I want to go uh, to Italy. That would be my, yeah. Go to. My go-to. That's my dream vacation. But I, like in the summer, it's too hot, I heard. Yeah. And um, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. So either the, I've already missed the spring. I can't go like now. So maybe the fall for um, Italy. Mm. Yeah. I think that would be my next. <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. on, on the flip coin mm. of it, uh, <laughs> what's the biggest problem that you're facing right now? Right now? Um. I don't know. Like really, again, I was saying about relationships and stuff. Like sometimes you get lonely, right? You're single again. I've been was with someone for so long, yeah. And um, the lo like it's not a problem per se, but you know you get these lonely times, yeah, and he, I'm not one to like when I'm in a relationship, I'm all in. I, mm. I don't like casually. I don't like yeah. doing that. And that's a, a, like a, with meeting people. It's I don't do online dating. Um, uh, so it's hard to meet people like unless yeah. you meet someone through a friend or That's you just random. Yeah. So I wouldn't really call it a problem. But, um, it's something that's kind of there that I'm in the back of my mind, like, oh, am I going to be single for the rest of my life now? It's kind of nice to have a partner. I'm always about uh, I like to share my life with someone. Mm -hmm. I've always done it and and it has been a little bit lonely, but. Is it a problem? I, I enjoy my own time too. I just I like my single time too. So yeah. I don't know if I. There are pluses go, and yeah, minuses to yeah. both <laughs> both sides for sure. Uh, I know uh, Sean is saying that he has a whole list of people who want to marry you. So uh, I don't know how, about uh, that. <laughs> you, I guess, uh, <laughs> looking at your reaction, I guess you want to uh, go. Well, that's uh, what I said. It's uh, nice so, to be alone too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a problem, but yeah, you get those days where uh, you know. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Makes sense for sure. Mm. Like you, like I said, there's not many but failures and problems. Do they exist in my life? Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. I just try to be a positive person, and like, uh, if I can think of uh, something, that's uh, really, it's really good. Hard to pinpoint. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides your personal direct network, do you feel like you have your own tribe, community? Um, I do. Um, well, first the the gym community to me is, is like uh, big. Like it's 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 my family. Mm. It's my gym family. So I'm I'm it's my home, my mm. second home. Um, that for sure. Uh, I've been working for Fortis for almost fourteen years since wow. they started. Like yeah, since he started. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just like a, a nice community. For sure. It is. It is phenomenal. We uh, try to make it like that. We will try to make it. That's like that. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
everybody there in Fortis, whether it's uh, people who train or 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 the staff. Or, mm -hmm. You are almost like a second owner out there, uh, mm. <laughs> right? With Sean, so always being there, and mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah, it, the the atmosphere, mm -hmm. it's it's amazing. I yeah, we try to keep it that, that way. Um, when you are thinking about that part, the community that you guys built mm -hmm. uh, around Fortis, mm -hmm. the big big thing usually for people is the um, the feeling of belonging. Right. What would you do to help someone? feel that they belong more see that's remember back, sorry remember back a little while ago we were talking about the filipino culture i think that's, that's right. again maybe part of where i he that's one of my fortes like that's one of my like he that's why he loves me for that part like my role in the gym yeah. because i every some every single person that steps into that gym i always make sure they're welcome yeah and that that was both like we're on the same page mm when it comes to that moonshine. So we're, we always want to make sure that the gym revolves around that whole feeling of belonging. Um, I got sidetracked. What was the question again? Yeah, you answered <laughs> it perfectly. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of... Uh, uh, what would I do to make them feel better? What would you do? Yeah. To make them... So as soon as they step in, like I always ask, like I always ask about them. Well, like, what are you looking for? And why did you seek us out? And what are you looking for in the gym? And then it's, I always look like I always um, want to find out about the person that steps into mm -hmm. the gym and um, speak to them as an individual, not just a, a random person coming in. I want to know about you. Mm. I want to know like why, why, why are you looking to at this gym to join and uh, tell me a bit about yourself and how you um, want to improve your health or your yeah. fitness why why are you seeking this gym so I, I get to know a little bit more about the person and and that's a, a good way for them to feel like um you know uh, we're interested in them oh yes for sure and they're not just like a a random person coming in and we just want their membership yeah so it's completely different <laughs> different in uh in in fortis like everyone feels that they uh-huh I, I don't know i can't speak for everyone but i i feel like everyone finds their own place there right? Mm -hmm. which is which is phenomenal we've actually kicked people out that have like have attitudes or they think they're like you know they're not they're doing um not doing something wrong. Like, but if they're rude to someone or yeah. they're um disrespectful to the anyone oh, to we've, we've kicked people out that's awesome so, that's like that's that. the only way like you need to uh sift through mm -hmm. people because you're always gonna have those bad apples right for sure in. for sure um, are you ready for a uh, sum up? The, I've got two deeper <laughs> questions okay. and harder ones as oh. well. What would, what question mm -hmm. would you like to be asked more often? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, um, I don't know. What would I want to be asked more? Um, I don't know. Try to be selfish. For oh, I know. That's like 
Yeah, it sounds like vain. when a question pops up, I feel like, is that too vain? <laughs> um, uh, just, yeah, like what, um, what are, what's your secret and how come you don't look your age? Like everybody's always shocked about, I'm uh, your 55, like what is your secret? So then like I get it asked often, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'd want to keep it, like, but it's, I, I don't mind sharing it. Yeah. So I guess it's something that... Um, <laughs> Lynette, what is your secret? Yeah, What's the secret sauce? I know. What is so, it? So, oh, what is it? Okay, you're asking me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a, a big part of it is uh, just my like the, your attitude towards life, and just um, after my ex and I split up, like it just it was uh, freeing. It was uh, it gave me a different perspective on life. Mm. Um, to 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 really um, try to be happy, you only have one life. That's right. Um, and choose to be happy, and I think a lot of it when you're happy inside, it shows. Um, and when you're miserable, like you, it adds <laughs> age to you. Like you look older than you are. So, okay. I I want to say that that's uh, one of the big things for me. Of course, I eat well and um, I exercise. Mm. Right. Um, but a lot of it is attitude. Like if you if you're happy inside, it it, it shows. If you have That's a positive true. attitude, it shows. That's true. So I think that would be my biggest secret. <laughs> I laugh often. I'm happy, and I, I try to um, not let things bother me or stress me out. Uh, I kind of um, kind of let everything go. Like whatever is meant for me. I'm a, I'm also I'm pretty spiritual too. I believe mm-hmm. in God and. Um, whatever God's will is for you. And sometimes we don't have control. Sometimes yep. no matter what you do, um, you have no control at, of it and it just happens and you don't know why. That's true. Uh, certain t- things are just your destiny. This is what I believe. Um, you can work so hard and you want this so badly, but if it's not meant for you, you'll never have it. Yep. Or if you you're not even trying but all things, um, circumstances, people come to you and uh, bring you that whatever thing <laughs> um, to lead you to a certain destination. And um, you, you didn't even know it was coming. Like it just, things happen. So just letting things be and not stressing about mm. stuff and like just enjoy life in the moment. I think that's another thing that um, that's my secret <laughs> to me. <laughs> A little bit younger than I look. Um, I am look younger than I am. It's super important, mm-hmm. and I'm still working on it. Not to it's so hard. Stress, yeah. It is it's so super hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have a practice that helps you keep this way? Like I don't know, mm. early morning meditation, meditation or or praying or whatever mm. it might be. So I believe that for me it was just looking back at my experiences in the past like mm. wow all those things i was worrying about and stressing about i didn't even i was just w- uh, wasting my time stressing and worrying about them so just um kind of reassessing my life and um looking back at things i think that's where um i feel uh has helped me get better at uh, being positive and like not oh like i'd say oh remember that like 
that was nothing to worry about. Like this shouldn't be any different. Like yeah. don't worry about that. It'll be fine. Just like everything else was fine. You'll be okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Just breathe and you'll be fine. So there's all there's always going to be challenges and uh, obstacles in our life and no one's life is perfect. Yeah. You just have to just ride the waves and just know that it'll be better and it'll all work out. Hmm. So I put I put little reminders in my house and you know everything will work out and and I do pray, like I meditate and pray. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very the same. Like uh, in the olden days, you pray and That's this right. and that. But it's when you look at it, meditating and praying, it's, it's the same. Or manifestation, sorry. Like when you manifest something you're trying to manifest, it's a new term. Like, oh, let's manifest this. It's like you're really just praying for this to happen, yep. to come true. That's true. So I do a lot of that. I try to manifest things or try to make things happen in my life and, and ask God for things that I want and believe that it, it will come to me. So all those things uh, are good practices to, um, yeah, I'm sidetracked now. But to, you know, whatever uh, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, to, to keep, you, <laughs> keep you on the positive side. Yeah. And see, don't, don't let uh, the negative uh-huh. hit you. And, yeah, oh yeah, and you were saying about down, practices. Right? Yeah. yeah, so... Those are the things I do. And um, just remind myself that, look at what happened in the past. Like you, um, you, uh, you overcame those obstacles. Went through so much. Yeah, I right? went through so much and I'm okay. I'm here standing and I'm happy and I'm fine. So whatever, you know, comes to me, bring it on. I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think everybody should maybe look at that and just remind, be grateful. Like all those things you've had. Um, experience be grateful for it and um and you'll be okay like you things will all work out definitely mm-hmm. makes so much sense <laughs> Ninet, mm-hmm. what was the greatest <laughs> day of your life oh. mm. now a lot of people say oh when they got married no <laughs> mm. i can't think of the greatest day um I think three days were the greatest because every uh, my kids were uh, the day of my kids' birth, like uh, each one of them. Mm. So the days I gave birth to my three kids. Amazing. So each one of them, that was the best day. Days three. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ninette, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being here and sharing your story and your wonderful experiences. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much, man. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. (laughs) And it's a wrap. We dare you. If you are bold enough, hit subscribe, repost the rebellion, and don't miss out on next week's episode. It's going to be bloody brilliant. See you on the next one.